0: what's going on you guys it's your boy bleed it's your boy al mac and we have just wrapped up ufc 261 an absolute legendary card with some all-time great performances al this card from the beginning of the night to the end was so unreal probably one of the best ufc cards of all time i mean this was phenomenal I had a phenomenal night betting. Just killed it from every angle. So close to a clean sweep. Did lose one. We'll talk about that. Let me throw it to my man, Al Mack. Al Mac, how you doing? And hit us with them numbers, dog.
1: Yeah, man, I had a spectacular night as well. I think it's like the first time normally we do this and it's like I had a good night and you didn't or you had a good night and I didn't or we both had bad nights. I think this is like one of the first times where we both mooned you know like we just destroyed it tonight Uh, (laughs) you know the uh so yeah the under tonight the under tonight went nine and four plus 5.41 units and that's a little bit different than what we've seen because we've been talking about how the fight goes the distance and the over has been killing it and tonight was tonight was the hundredth over the over is now a hundred and sixty and two in uh 2021 so but DeAndre killed it tonight uh and what <laughs> swept the board on the on the main card so let's let's get right into it because this was you're right this was just one for the absolute ages and one of those ones where we you know some crazy stuff happened where i felt like you know we were both on the right side of and whether Absolutely, it have been a man. fluke whether it've been either a fluke, whether it've just been a great, you know, uh uh let's get into it. Let's absolutely let's start it well, Al, man, honestly, this card was so good. It's almost a
0: travesty that we're not gonna talk about some of these prelim fights. But our first fight kicking off the main card, Anthony Smith wins by KO TKO. I mean, definitely a TKO, right? Um, man, Jimmy Crew eats some horrific leg kicks. He cannot continue. You know, so, J- Jimmy Crew either dealt with some sort of a break in his foot. But what I think really happened, because we see this, um, you know, I think Anthony Smith with a perfectly targeted leg kick absolutely smashed the nerve leading down the uh, the leg of Jimmy Crew. He just could not get his foot to stay up to plant down correctly. It's curling under. I mean, he's kind of just essentially rolling his ankle over and over again. Jimmy Crute's an absolute savage. This kid wanted to keep going, but you know what? I got to knock Jimmy Crute a little bit here. Why are you standing with Anthony Smith? The Jimmy Crute game plan is to come in here, take Anthony Smith down, and smash this dude or find the submission. But either way, both those take place on the mat. Here's what's crazy. Anthony Smith lands that huge kick, takes out the leg of Jimmy Crute. Jimmy Crute two times took down Anthony Smith on one leg with ease. So had this fight continued, we might have seen Jimmy Crute walking on an ankle, yet still taking down Anthony Smith and winning the fight. I kind of got to give that doctor props, though, you know. Yeah. Uh, before the second round starts, makes Jimmy Crute walk out to him and walk backwards. Man, he, he kind of pulls it off, but then the, the the foot, the ankle starts to collapse. They wave the fight off. Um, you know, Jimmy Crute kind of gave Anthony Smith the fight that Anthony Smith could win here. Tough to feel bad for the kid. At the same time, obviously, I feel very horrible for the kid to take that type of an injury. But honestly, Al, we ain't even got into the bad injuries. Jimmy croot looked like he was going to be the one with the gruesome. Oh, next fight, it's it's on another level, Al. Jimmy croot goes in here. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's inexperienced, the youth. Just plays around with Anthony Smith. I think he got a little too caught up in the crowd. I think he got a little too caught up with wanting to get a highlight real knockout in a big spot like this. That wasn't dude's path to victory. Props to Anthony Smith. I mean, Jimmy Cruit, for my money, was winning the fight, even playing Anthony Smith's game. Anthony Smith, big, strong dude, catches him with one good kick. Essentially ends this fight. Um, Al hit us with it, man. Did you? I had a bet on Jimmy Crute. A little bit frustrated. At the same time, it's the only bet I lost on the night. I had five other winners, so I'm not going to be too uh, too heartbroken here. I do think this was Jimmy croote's fight to lose, and he kind of kind of lost it. I'll hit us with it, man.
1: Yeah, uh, I had a bet on Croot as well, but tonight I did a thing where I had a couple parlays, and because my night was already going so good and some money was coming in on the other side of my parlays, I was just hedging off of you know on probably i did like four or five parlays and i hedged off on pretty much all of them so uh this was one of those ones where i took the other side on anthony smith and i'm glad that i did but i did have the under and i had fight uh fight goes the distance no and both Mm. of those were i thought there was a ton of value even paying a little bit of a a little bit of, of a price on the fight goes the distance no i thought it was worth it both of these guys uh they're, they're both finishers. And, yeah, Anthony Smith, he's an interesting fighter, man. He seems to always be evolving. Like, almost every time we see him, there's, like, a new part of his game and wins by a leg kick tonight. Uh, and, you got, yeah, you got to give it to Jimmy Cruz. if that fight was uh, – you know what? I don't think that I, – I, I don't know. I think that there might have been some uh, physical damage there. I feel like his leg uh, – I don't know what it is, but, the, like, the little tendon – between your thigh and your, your, like your upper, your upper quad. I think that's right where he got him, right in that hamstring spot. And I think there might've been, I think, uh, I think there might be some like an issue. there, some type of a, some type of a tear or contusion or something. I think you might be
0: right. It looked, it looked pretty weird, didn't it?
1: Yeah. And like, he was in shock. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you would get that. I don't think you would get that from just like going numb Uh I don't know. And so yeah, props to Anthony Smith. But yeah, uh Smith, he was he was approaching that if he lost this fight, he would have been five and five in his last ten fights. He wins the fight, he's now six and four in his last ten. He's won six of his last ten by way of stoppage. Uh inside the distance on Anthony Smith since 2018. If you bet a hundred dollars on him in every fight, you're up nine hundred and four dollars. So this is one of those ones where he's so weird because like he looks so bad against Glover Teixeira and then he had that that fight uh that other that fight where he just Rackage. came in there. Oh yeah, Rakich he looked pretty bad too. But then And that's what, what I mean, it?
0: like the Glover Teixeira and Rakich fights, the blueprint is out there on how you beat Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute chose to stand with this guy until he got his freaking ACL MCL or something kicked off the bone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
1: frustrating stuff Al sorry I kind of interrupted you there nor is he also he I was going to say he fought uh I couldn't remember his name I had to look it up Devin Clark and he looked really good in that fight and then I thought this is going to be one of those ones where you're kind of selling you're selling on Smith and buying on Jimmy Crute I thought Crute was gonna just come in there and kind of flat line him like he did to uh Modestus Bacacus type thing and totally wrong and but I will say this: I feel like in what heart from Jimmy Cruz to go in there, and you know there was probably a minute left in the in the round when he got his leg kicked, and I think that he was able to withstand a good forty-five seconds there, right? And uh, um, that was that was pretty impressive. And I feel like if the fight went, if the fight went much, on much longer, Smith would have Smith would have probably uh, finished it. And either way, I just. I don't know what you do. You get, it's it's a bad it's a bad loss for crew, It's not like a fluke like this the next fight that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I still think Jimmy Crew. I mean, don't get me wrong. Now in hindsight, I'm sure the guys like, "Wow, probably should have done a little wrestling." You know what yeah. I mean? But uh yeah. I still think it's a fight Jimmy Crew wins most of the time. So, um, you know, props to Anthony Smith. Veteran move. Perfect. I mean, it's a, it's a perfectly placed kick, you know, whether yeah. it be an upside somebody's head and knocking them out or perfectly placed to the back of the knee and blowing it out. What's the difference, man? It's a TKO shot that crude ate cleanly. Uh, props to Anthony Smith and props to the, um, the Anthony Smith backers. So let's move on here, though, because you thought we were talking leg injuries. <laughs> My God, Al, I'm traumatized. I'm absolutely... I don't know what the word is, man, but I think about like Chris Weidman's family, like back home, who probably watched this fight live. I I don't know, man. Like it's it's it almost feels dirty, like the the way the camera followed him out of the arena. I mean, I don't know, man. It's almost one of those things where I feel like everyone needs to look away and like show their respect. Like it's it's just was unreal, dude. Uriah Hall. And here's the problem, though, Al. We need to show due respect to Uriah Hall because that dude saw that leg kick coming all the way, turned the leg out, planted down. I mean, Uriah Hall did precisely what he should have done there to, obviously, a fight-winning perfection, right? Uriah Hall becomes the first man to win a UFC fight without throwing a strike, okay? Um, Shatter's the leg of Chris Weidman, I mean, clean, clean, broken. I don't even want to describe it. We all saw it, right? We all yeah. know what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm so sad here. And you know what? I, I got to go on a bit of a, a story here about my respect for Chris Weidman. So honestly, Chris Weidman is a big part of why I got into MMA betting and gambling, right? I told a lot of people before I ever bet on a sport in my life, That Chris Weidman was going to be the guy to beat Anderson Silva, and I was so convincing with it that a lot of my friends who bet on sports they took Chris Weidman as that big plus money underdog against Anderson Silva the first time, right? And now, of course, when I said Chris Weidman was going to beat Anderson Silva, I said he was going to do it through his wrestling. I didn't ever imagine that he would knock him out on the feet like he did. Of course, in the rematch, they come, they come out and go, okay, now Weidman's going to do it again. He's going to win it the real way. He's going to wrestle his way to a victory. He checks the kick and breaks Anderson Silva's leg. How incredible. What a glitch in the matrix. Uh, A situation that's so rare in this sport where we see a check kick, full leg break. How unreal is it that Chris Weidman checks the kick of Anderson Silva shattering his leg. Uriah Hall checks the kick of, of Chris Weidman shattering his leg. And the last man Uriah Hall fought was Anderson Silva. It's just so weird, dude. Total glitch in the matrix. The simulation has a uh, has has given us this weird scenario too closely. It's just so weird how Weidman does this to to Anderson, gets his leg broken against Tall out. Give me give me something to, th- to 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 work with here. Just such such a such a crazy scenario. And, and man, I just I feel so bad for for Chris Weidman. I I, I tweeted it out on Twitter. You know, I said I I, I want to bet on Uriah Hall. I bet on Uriah Hall at plus money. You know, yeah. But yeah. I definitely didn't say Uriah Hall goes in here and wins this fight without throwing a strike. Kind of feels like a dirty win, but you know, we gotta take them how we get them around here. And uh Uriah Hall plus money cashes. Al, what, what what's your take on this one, dude? Yeah,
1: this fight was like this fight was like on a quantum level of like realities and like this this fight was like an acid trip, basically. Yeah. I had I had like Uriah Hall was my biggest my biggest bet basically of this weekend. Uh I thought the wrong fighter was favored the whole week. And I hit the under and then I doubled up. Well, I didn't double up, but I doubled down and took fight goes the distance. No. And what a horrible thing to happen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like what a horror. Like Wideman breaks his leg and I win money. A lot of money. And it's very unfortunate. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's uh it's awful. And yeah, like you, you took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna be the one that mentioned, you know, how crazy it is that and like in the promo for the fight against Wideman, they're showing him and Silva in the octagon, you know, and it was it's just it's what a and then just on the level of like a leg injury had just happened, you yeah, know, that happens right away. Like it's just what that was, that was just mind blowing, you know what I mean? But you think we've seen some stuff in this sport, right? And then we see that. And another thing, uh, I'm a huge fan of Ray Longo, and when was the last time that we saw him? <laughs> it was when Peter Yan need. Aljamain Sterling in the head. So that's been Ray Longo's uh, 2021. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's just brutal. But yeah, Uriah Hall, eight and five since uh, 2015. A $100 better who's backed Uriah Hall to win inside the distance in his last 13 fights is up $1,300. And he lost five of those fights. So uh, you're getting some big money on inside the distance. I didn't take inside the distance. Cause my, my philosophy is why take inside the distance when you could take, cause that's kind of like a parlay, right? You're betting. Right. The fighter and the total kind of right. Or yep. betting the fighter and fight goes the distance. No, I, I split it up and I want to f- bet, you know, hall and fight goes the distance. No. And then the under was a solid bet as well. And, uh, yeah, what an unfortunate way to win a bet, man! Like it- I know it,
0: dude. Feel it, it kind of feels dirty, but uh, yeah, you know, it's like you know, win or lose, right? I always recap on Twitter right after a fight, and it just felt wrong to be like, but bam, your eye haul cashes. What's up, fools? You know what I mean? Like that's just not the energy. And uh, you know, I, I, like I said, man, I, I'm a huge fan of Chris Weidman. Like that, honestly, was so phenomenal to me for him to knock off Anderson Silva. I absolutely love that moment. Um, This is, I don't know, man, this, this probably could and should be the end. I just can't think of this point of an unluckier guy than Chris Weidman with the way this guy is getting finished. And uh, who knows, man, maybe it's not even in in his hands. I mean, there's a chance that injury was severe enough that it's just, I I, I think it should be a wrap, you know, Um, uh, how... Say say his body recovers, right? Say say they go to him, they go, you know what, Chris, you've done the work of the rehab. That ankle's the strongest it's ever been. What about the mind of Chris Wideman moving forward from this point? You think Chris Wideman ever throws a leg kick again in his yeah. life after living that, after putting his family through that? No, man. And that's what I mean. Like, this guy's now gonna be like uh he, he's just damaged goods and honestly coming into this fight the guy was damaged goods if we're keeping it real so I don't know what to say about about Chris Weidman here's another thing which uh, you know shout out to my man DX here in the chat how, how much trauma does Uriah Hall take from a fight like this I mean Uriah Hall might not be the same man after doing that to somebody you know what I mean like so nonchalantly like and like I said it's 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 Uriah Hall's fault he perfectly checked the kick I mean what if Uriah Hall from now on's is like you know what I'll eat a calf kick as long as I don't do that to somebody that's uh that's too much man so no, no. no. it, it's it's unreal uh Uriah Hall wins a huge fight I, I hate to say it it's almost like you can't even give Uriah Hall full credit for this TKO win over Weidman at the same time I I guess you have to and like I said man Chris Weidman Let's call it a wrap, dude. There's no need. We don't need to see the comeback. This doesn't need to be like Alex Smith on the Redskins where he's going to come back and lead somebody. That's, let's let's just be done here, Chris. The money's hey, been made. Hey. Uh, the trauma's been
1: done. What, mean, what do you got? You mean football team.
0: Oh, you're right. Excuse <laughs> me. God. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I offended some people. So, uh, listen, uh, that's my – that's my bad, Al. Yeah, you're right. the The Washington football team. All right, should we, move, should we move on to the? Should we
1: move on here, Al? It's it's so funny that like you're even like even bringing up Alex Smith. That's that's even when Alex Smith broke his leg. That's kind of what they what they talked about with uh, Silva. The good thing though, but with Alex Smith, is that was a compound fracture, right? Where the bone, you know, goes through we're lucky that that did not happen and it's so crazy uh how yeah like you said now hall silva and weidman all share this experience together they've all been through it even weidman has been through it and it's just like he's now passing the torch to uriah hall (laughs) like what a And that's mma that's just that's our sport just crazy wild things happen like that all the time so
0: yeah, how do we complete the cycle? Um, does Uriah Hall have to rematch Anderson Silva, and then Anderson checks his kick, and Hall breaks his leg? Like that would be the that'd be the the the, the triangle perfected, right? I think so, but let's hope not, man. That's that's just ridiculous. All right, should we move on to uh, yeah. our first championship fight here, Al?
1: Yeah. Luckily, no one broke their leg or had a leg oh, injury in this fight. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen. I mean, we saw some. <laughs> These championship fights were just bussing tonight. So <laughs> kicking it off, Valentina Shevchenko, TKO from Elbows in the Crucifix over Jessica Andrade, that was a goddamn master class, Al. I mean, Valentina Shevchenko comes in here and fights the Jessica Andrade game plan Goes out here and she's taking Andrade down. She's holding Andrade down. Eventually finds her way to 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 crucifix in round two. Rains down elbows. Andrade, who the, the big power, right? The the big slams. The the path to victory here for Jessica Andrade was to come in here, take Valentina Shevchenko down by any means, and work work a ground and pound, right? Not how it plays out in the slightest Valentina Shevchenko dominates this fight from the jump. I mean, it's almost a non-event. It's almost all one way traffic. I don't remember Jessica Andrade landing a shot. I don't remember her having any success in any form. Absolutely cannot even pick Valentina Shevchenko up, which blew my mind. Um, Valentina Shevchenko is either the baddest woman on the planet Or the second baddest one on the planet. And it's razor thin between her and Nunez. Just like the fights between her and Nunez played out. Dude, this was so impressive. I mean, Shevchenko only a minus 400 favorite coming into this fight. And that's because sharp dudes saw a a legit path to victory here for Jessica Andrade. Based off what we saw from Jennifer Maya and Shevchenko's last fight. Shevchenko goes, nah, we're going to shore that up right away. Comes in here and just blows my mind. Absolute perfection, pure dominance. Who at 125 is going to have anything for Shevchenko? I don't know, but it's not even close. Valentina Shevchenko comes out here and dominates this fight. Al, what do you think?
1: Yeah, like I got to say, this is one of those ones where I bet on Shevchenko, but to be honest, like my heart was hoping that Andrade is going to win this fight as just a fan of MMA and uh it just it was i i wouldn't say a non-event but it was as close to a non-event that you can get you know uh it, it was just i i had i thought that this fight was going to go for a while i had the over three and a half and fight goes the distance uh and uh it, i and i had a, a small piece of shevchenko by decision but it was just—it was evident that it was just a matter of time. Valentina was dominating the clinch, and just Andrade was just not a threat. It's like you—you uh, you thought like uh, Valentina was leading the leading the fight on the feet, and that I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought Valentina was going to be doing the evading, you know, having to play the matador, and she didn't have to. She was she was the one, you know, she was the one. Going forward, and and then when it got to you know onto the ground, and when it got to like the the clinch, the clinch work against the cage, you're looking at it, and it was like you said, it it blew your mind that she wasn't able to lift her up. It blew my mind too because if you look at their if you look at their bodies, like if you look at Andraj's thigh compared to Valentina's thigh, Andrage's thighs are twice the size yeah. of Valentina, and she's still able to to stay down and. You know, I'm disappointed. Uh it was yeah, you're right. It was a masterclass. I'm disappointed that the fight didn't go as the way I thought, but uh as an MMA fan, it, you know, it was great to see. Uh and at the end of the day, Valentina was the right side here. There was value on Valentina at minus 400 big time. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. uh and uh, what where's Jessica and go? Cuz I still think that Jessica and Draj is like upper echelon, sure. but Valentina's just you know, exponentially better than her, Love and it. and where it, it comes to the point where we're like, does she even want the Nunes fight? Like, I mean, I know that she wants it, but it's it's one of those things where if she loses again, it just it tarnishes her is her legacy. So it comes to the point where uh, they would have to put up a lot of money, I think, for for that fight to happen. Like, I know that she says that she wants it, but. To be honest, I, I would have no problem with her just, you know, just dist- they have two different legacies and the two of them would just wipe out these divisions until one of them one of them loses. And then I think they can fight each other because then I feel like they both have less to lose. And uh, you know, what better way to go out? You know, if Nunes were to, you know, retire, I feel like a fight, a third fight against Valentina would be the fight to make but i just don't see it happening until they're both going to want to go out there and make some more money i just i don't see it happening it's one of those fights that they're going to talk about for a long time before we see it happening and uh you know i mean, I don't think it's a bad thing that they're both going to give us some some more master class performances like this one and uh but i still think it'll be a, a little what do you think i still think it'll be a, a little while before we see them fight again
0: I, well I don't know man because the, the real problem we have is I mean who who's who's la, la, Lauren Murphy don't even what are you kidding like Caitlin Chukagian not a chance what I mean why even waste our time here and then we Amanda Nunez who's next for Nunez uh, crickets I mean who who's 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 left for either one of these women? besides the other. I mean, I hate to say it, I know they've won no, twice. Both fights were close. There's an argument Shevchenko won both fights. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just like they're both so beyond their their the competition within their own divisions that it just feels like there's really nothing left. Like I, I, I and even then, match them up. Yeah. This might be the best Valentina we've seen. You know what I mean? Like I but are we seeing the best Nunas we've ever seen? I don't know, dude, but it's just like when it comes to women's MMA, it's like there's not even a Mount Rushmore. It's like Kim Jong ung and Kim Jong sung, like two two statues amongst amongst just and that's it. You know what I mean? Because we don't even have like a deep history of the sport, and it's just them. You know, like they're both of their legacies are just unreal. And I mean, the only losses Valentina has are to Nunez up in her weight class. So I don't know, man. It's like, I hate to say it, but no matter what, they both just are going to keep rattling off wins. And it's like, they're both kind of standing there looking at each other. You know, I'll say this though. Shevchenko wants Nunez. Nunez don't want no Shevchenko. I mean, I really feel that. I think Shevchenko go. Oh, you want to? You want Nunes to defend the one thirty five pound strap against me? Let's book it. I'm ready. Give me, give me a month. I'll be there. Uh, Nunes is like, uh, you know what? Like, um, what if we do like, you know? Um, that's up. what I know. There's nobody left. Like, you're just you're you're, you're reaching it anything at this point to give these shit. Because I, I honestly feel like Andrade was kind of the last test for Valentina. I mean, I just can't think of who's clearly in line next it's it's a bunch of nobodies it's it's ugh, it's just it's terrible level of competition i say they run it again a third time um let's let's really get this going man because i i think valentina's live in that spot man she's so damn good she's so damn sharp you know she absolutely is going to have the speed advantage over over nunez and ugh, i just think it's a great fight and nothing nothing excites me for either woman other than the other than than that matchup that's that's all I really care about uh and that's all that really matters you know so I say even though we've seen it it's been a while let's run it again and uh you know maybe even run it again one time listen here's the thing if Valentina wins it they're gonna have to run it again and then they're gonna have to run it again you know what I mean like because then it becomes a best who who wins three it's like who who wins the best five you know so it's it's unreal man but uh I don't know. What do you think, Al?
1: You know what we are going to see, though, instead of everything that you just said? We're going to see Amanda Nunes against Juliana Pena. And then we're going to see Valentina Shevchenko against uh, Joanne Calderwood. And then we're going to see so on and so forth until they've both made enough money and retire. Because I just feel like they both – I agree with you that – Shevchenko wants to fight but it's not like a man is gonna come down to 125 right so it's only if Amanda takes the fight and it comes down to just her being like I don't know what like I I I, yeah I I don't I don't disagree I think that yeah Amanda's being like how about you fight some more people and you know I just continue to uh, Make money and you continue to make money because like I yeah you're right that's the fight to make but I just honestly out of all these things we've seen some crazy things right we're on the cusp well not anymore but we were almost on the cusp of seeing John Jones and Francis Naganu. we saw Jan Blahovitz Israel Adesanya you know we've seen some some awesome fights but I I feel like that one is pretty far away I don't I, I don't I don't feel like we're going to I don't feel like we're going to see that one anytime soon
0: yeah no I think you're right all right, so shit, man. I can't even – it's like, you know, watch, we try to think who's next, but that's I, that's all I got on my mind, man. I, I need to see it again. All right, so that was our first championship fight. Valentina Shevchenko. It's just – it's not even – it was supposed to play out much closer than that. Minus 400. That's, that was gold. All right. Co-main event time. Boy, Val, this one, shocking. Very shocking to me, at least. Rose Nama Namajunas. Knocks out Wiley Zhang Zhang Wiley, whichever order you prefer at this point. Minute and eighteen seconds into the first round, another spot man. Uh, Trevor Whitman, you know, and I'm gonna have to give him props again in this next fight we talk about. This dude is so goddamn good at coaching. I'm gonna tell you right now, that head kick Rose landed. That was absolute. Perfect setup. That's something they absolutely drilled and worked on. And she literally hit it the first try. Okay. Um, you know, Rose kind of disguises that kick comes up top clangs. Wiley good jumps on her on the ground, lands a few heavy ground and pound shots. Uh, Wiley gets up protesting, but you know, man, she really took a couple hard shots on the ground and really didn't seem to be there. I think the stoppage probably pretty fair. Um, Wow, Rose Namajunas as an underdog absolutely blows through Wiley Zhang. This one never even really got started. You know, it never really got started. That was kind of the biggest moment of the fight. Ends the fight. Impressive stuff from Rose. Uh, You know, you do kind of feel bad for Wiley Zhang, you know, that war with Joanna and then to lose her belt just so quickly. Um, You know, almost the way she blew through Andrade to gain the belt. Rose comes out here just kind of... Breezes through her, like I said, hits her with that perfectly set up head kick. Um, yeah, I did not have a bet on this one, man. I felt like I picked Wiley to win, but oh man, you know, we talked about that when we took our look ahead a couple months ago. I said to myself, I go, Man, Rose now my Eunice, you know, she matches up pretty well with Wiley considering the things we saw in the Yoana fight. Man, she completely blows through those expectations. Al, did you have
1: Rose in this one? Uh tell me, tell
0: me what you thought of this fight.
1: Listen, I never do this, but did I not say that this was gonna happen? Did I not say that Rose was super fluid on her feet and that she was going to, you know, be able to take advantage of the more flatter footed Zhang? And I, I felt like I, I said it. Go on to my YouTube Did we just channel. just the Wiley Zhang movement right there. Let
0: me see that. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: got the Chinese but, rock down, dude. But That's tight. I, I just felt like, like I said, I watched that Jessica Andrade Rose Avenue, Eunice two fight seventeen times, and I was I felt you know she's a lot more like if she's gonna if Zhang is gonna f- approach this fight the same way that she approached it with Joanna. I just felt that Rose is going to make short work of her. And if it, the longer the fight goes, the longer that it would have uh, went for Wiley in her favor. But I just, it was, it was evident uh, very clearly that, you know, um, Rose is so fluid and she, she's just so rangy and she's always on the balls of her feet. And that was just a perfect setup and timed perfectly. And she was looking like vintage, uh, Anderson Silva. Like it was, it was just what a beautiful kick. And uh, I gotta tell you, I, I, this is, this is the one that I, I envisioned. I couldn't have, I couldn't have envisioned it more perfectly. I thought that's kind of how it was going to go that if uh, I, I, I felt like if Zhang was going to be able to withstand the early barrage from Rose, that it might've turned into a bit of a back and forth war but it just seemed, looking at the tape, you know, Rose is, despite her uh, her faults with the media and the, you know, the things that she said in the lead up to this fight that kind of turned people off. Uh, she's really, really good, and like she's not even really, yeah. really good. She's elite, and she's she's just on a whole other level, man, as far as women's MMA. And uh, yeah, this was this was this was a special moment, and this was like I even like you said it was shocking and I I the way I handicapped this fight is I said you know I think that Rose is gonna have to win by stoppage or it's gonna be uh Wiley by decision there's no way I thought that she was gonna land a freaking Chuck Norris question yeah. kick to the head you know what I mean but uh, a big part of my handicapping was she, she's done this before she had five of her 11 appearances now she's won by way of stoppage and she was plus 400 to win inside the distance tonight. I didn't bet inside the distance. I bet her on the money line and I bet the under just Fair in enough. case just in case she would get knocked out and uh it ended they ended up both cashing in my favor and uh so yeah, um $100 better who's backed Nami Yunus inside the distance throughout her entire career in the UFC is up $1100. Ooh, so uh sheesh. she's 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 cashed, uh, yeah. She's bussing on on inside the distance. Oh, so big you know, bussing,
0: yeah. Speaking of bussing, uh, dude. Okay, so uh, right before the fight, when they're showing Rose, like you know, Bruce Buffer's giving the hype piece, right? Announcing announcing Rose. She's standing. She's going. She's standing there. Edward Furlong in American History X. I'm the best. I'm the yeah. best. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, oh no. It's it's that same Rose. That was reciting the Lord's Prayer against Ioana, and what happened? She went out there and iced Ioana round one. Uh, yeah, man. When this, when when Rose taps into that that mental place, she is the best in the world. You know what I mean? And tonight we saw that Rose. So, uh, you know, Al, you like to talk about how you know, right when a fight starts, sometimes you just you know, you know, you're screwed. You know, say sometimes, you know, you're going to win. Right. Yeah. Uh, cause Al, I love it when you say that. You're like, man, the fight's starting. I, I knew I was going to lose, you know, which it's like that sometimes, you know, you get a feel in the first 30 seconds, a minute that this is not going to play out, Uh, you know, how the narrative or how, you know, you ended up capping this fight. Uh, yeah. I, this fight hadn't even got started yet. And I go, uh oh, we're going to get that rose tonight. And it still exceeded my expectations. Yeah, um, man. I will say this, though. The pro America crowd was out tonight. Did I not call that? Too? Jake Paul crowd was <laughs> out tonight. Man, they desecrated your boy. Now, listen, I got to give, I, I, I hate to say it, folks. I got to go on Jake Paul tangent. And God damn it, I really don't want to, but I, I got to give the dude props, man. The dude is a marketing whiz. He just has figured out a way to b- get brought up. Dana White's talking about him post-fight press conference. And you can tell Dana's like irritated about it. Why do I keep talking about this guy? Damn it. Uh, you just can't help it though. You know, goes down there, gets pumped by Daniel Cormier, you know, uh, has a near death moment thinking maybe there's a chance Daniel Cormier just belly to belly suplexes him right over that, that handrail that's protecting him. I would love to know what DC was saying to that guy, uh, probably warning him that he does not want that Woodley smoke. But, um, you know, the, the crowd tonight was awesome. You know, they they backed every American heavily. That This fight ended up, Rose Nama Yunus through media, turned this into a us versus them situation, yeah. kind of, you know. And uh, it's a little bit unfortunate because I felt like Wiley kind of deserved the respect. You know, I don't get me wrong. She represents China and there's, you know, controversy and whatever, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know it was like. 1982 but uh you know i guess let bygones be bygones it is what it is everybody's political stance is different but um you know rose when she can what i'm getting at is when she can like mentally motivate when she can turn this into the right scenario in her mind she's yeah. ultra dangerous we saw that version tonight she's the new champion al what do you what do you got
1: i i Called all of that. Did I not say that this is going to be an incredibly hostile environment and that everyone is going to be against Zhang? And she looked nervous as hell, man. She did not look uh, you know, she was doing the the heart and the yeah. you know the guns, but beyond <laughs> that, she did not <laughs> you know, she did not look, she did not look herself like it felt like she was putting that on. She looked nervous as hell, man. And I that's what I you know, the first thing that I wrote when I was writing the notes for this after it was finished, the first thing I wrote, and I hate to toot my own horn, but go back. And I I, I said this a lot. This fight, it could not have gone more than I envisioned because I knew that she was going to come in flat-footed and she was going to come in with those octagon jitters. And I thought... Uh, uh, I, I I won't say that I thought the wrong fighter was favored, but I thought that this fight should have been lying closer to like minus 125 sure. plus 105, you know. So and I even said I thought I did I not, I, I, I DM'd you. I said I hope Zhang wins, but I bet on Nama Yunus, you know, and uh you can't always you can't always have your heart and your money on the same side. And uh but after seeing that that was worth the price of admission and that was uh Absolutely, and then someone in the chat saying, "Who who does she fight next? She's got to fight Wiley again." And Dana was even saying it in the press conference, and that's a big fight, man. Like uh, I would love to see them fight again, in internet on international soil, like in Abu Dhabi, you know, uh, where it's more even, sure. right?
0: right? Neutral territory. Yeah. yeah yeah man i don't know dude that's that's yeah i guess so right i mean it's not like wiley had like some like long reign but man we know the ufc this card was supposed to be a chinese showcase like that's one thing we haven't talked about really here dude like earlier in the night we had some of the best chinese prospects
1: and it did not go good
0: at all a lot of these chinese fighters early in the night absolutely exposed just the what they don't have that well-roundedness whereas Wiley's a fairly well-rounded fighter man but I just gotta say I think Trevor Whitman absolutely pinpointed um the weaknesses of Wiley Zhang and like I said Rose Nama Eunice set it up she hits it first try one for one all she wrote all we needed what a minute and 30 seconds this fight's out of here um yeah, I mean, what's weird is it's like in a fight like this where, you know, Rose gets the early KO, you almost feel like Wiley deserve, deserves the rematch, even though she got blown out, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Whereas,
0: whereas had it been five rounds of utter domination by Rose, we probably go, well, I don't need to see five more rounds of that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're probably right, Al. I think we probably uh, see this one get ran back in. Uh, you gotta imagine Rose will be a uh, a favorite, if not a heavy favorite uh, coming into coming into this next one. So is there anything you want to say on this one Al, before we move on to the banger main
1: event? No, and uh, just, you know, sometimes, sometimes very rarely, but sometimes when I say, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know MMA as well as you do. I come from like a boxing background but sometimes i feel like like this fight this fight was easy money to me like i just i it, there was no moment in the lead up to this where i was just like i i wasn't it, i i just felt the the line was wrong the, the you know the, i thought i felt the right side was rose and with her silly comments and you know the silliness is a matter of perception but sure it, it just it it just banked on her side and she played it perfectly she played it absolutely perfectly she she Conor McGregor this like it was it was picture perfect fight game stuff. Rocky Four. it was it was beautiful. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I was on the right side of it. And uh, yeah, let's move on to this next banger of a fight. No doubt. Yeah, dude,
0: you were absolutely right on that co-main event. And uh yeah, we're going to get to we're going to get to see it again, aren't we? For sure. All right, here we go. UFC 261, the main event, Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman. Okay, I've been saying it for years now. Put some respect on the name of Kamaru Usman, the greatest welterweight to ever do it. This dude comes in here, blows Jorge Masvidal out of the water. I mean, and speaking of water, that KO, okay, Al, Al, I got to take it back to 1993, Midway, Mortal Kombat. There's the mode where you can get rid of the blood, and instead of blood flying, it's sweat. That's what we saw in this KO. The, I mean, you could have filled up a drinking glass with the sweat Kamaro Usman knocked off the head of Jorge Masvidal in that shot. The most powerful KO punch we've seen in a long time. I almost tweeted before this fight. My man's coming out with Engano in the corner. What if we see Kamaru Usman go full Engano? He went full Engano. Oh, my God. Jorge Masvidal leading up to this fight. Kamaru Usman has the softest pillow hands I've ever faced. And Kamaru Usman took that to heart, went out there, gave Jorge Masvidal the fight Masvidal needed to win this fight and shows, listen, not only am I the better grappler, wrestler, I'm the better striker. Picture perfect, straight right, decimating, blasts him, and you know what? Finishes up with some hammer fists on the ground, and I'll keep it real, man. Masvidal, is, is, it's over. He's, he's out here, right? But his eyes are still awake. That last hammer catches him clean on the chin and actually just puts him to sleep, anesthetized. It's over. It's a wrap. My man Kamaru Usman gets your boy Bleed and the Patreon back on track with the winningest bet in combat sports, the Parlay of the Week. It cashes. Kamaru Usman's the anchor. We're back on, baby. I do got to say this the other leg of the Parlay of the Week, Dwight Grant. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and take that W and call it very lucky. Al, I think me and you were the only guys that thought Dwight Grant won that fight. And I'm only going to touch on it briefly. I thought the guy won the first two rounds, barely. Clearly lost the third, but I'm going to call it a lucky one. Most people disagree with us. Back to Kamaru Usman. He's that dude. He's the baddest man at 170. What is left for there for Kamaru Usman to do? I'll tell you. It's Kobe Covington. Oh, baby, this fight is going to be sick. Al, I can't wait. Al, hit us with it. Did you have anything on this one? Uh,
1: this is one of those ones where uh, I had – the way I handicapped it was I thought Usman was going to win a decision. Uh, I thought he was going to beat him up for five rounds. And I had uh, I had uh, the Usman-Masvidal over five and a half – or over, over five and a half – over four and a half with Shevchenko. And I ended up just hedging and betting the under – and then i can't remember i feel like i had fight yeah that's what it was fight goes the distance no with in the jimmy kroot fight with usman and then i i hedged on mossadall uh, which i i regret and uh but yeah the, um, this is this is absolutely like we just talked about you know a, a beautiful mma moment this was this was just heartwarming this oh. was this was uh um it, yeah, just to, from a technical perspective, Usman's boxing has been getting better every single oh, time. Yeah. Like that step-in double jab uh, right off the hop was so smooth and like he's coming in like like a like a like he's coming in like he's looking like uh I don't know who to compare it to. He's looking like Terence Crawford. Like it's it's just unbelievable his footwork. Even if you compare him to the Covington fight, how much better his boxing has gotten uh And I I texted my buddy because I told I he tailed me on the on just a straight up, you know, a fat Usman money line bet. And I I messaged him and I said, you know, Jorge keeps getting caught with his hands down. And if he catches him with his hands down enough times, he's just going to wring his head and that's going to be it. And, you know, Jorge has a really good poker face. And there's always that thing when you say like when when somebody lands on you and you smile, you know it hurt them, and okay. that's just that's just what was happening to Jorge every single time, right? And uh, I feel like for Jorge, he was most dangerous in that time where they were up against the cage, and that's when I was really nervous. That I thought when they got separated, that there was going to be one of those crazy elbows or one of those like lunging, uh, you know, one of those lunging attacks. But again, the Uzman balance, there we and go, his ability to you know play that defensive game. And uh, I, um, Jorge uh, went for that flying knee. He thought he caught him off balance, and he went for that flying knee. And Usman just covered up, and he literally just smirked and was just like, "What?" And that's when I knew, like, this is over. And uh, <laughs> Usman swung Masvidal's head around like a Chucky doll. Like that was that was like that was. Street Jesus got baptized is what we just oh, saw. Absolutely <laughs> baptized. I mean, listen,
0: we're talking about a guy, Jorge Masvidal, who's fought 50 fights. Want to guess out there how many times this guy's been knocked out? Yeah, the answer was zero. You want to, how many times he ever been finished once by an inverted triangle? OK, this dude ain't never been KO'd like that. Not even close. Never. No. Um, yeah. Kamaru Usman has ascended. We've still not seen this guy's final form, okay? It, to be a champion and to be growing at his age, at this stage in his career, and to be adding new wrinkles in his in his game, it's just unbelievable. But again, this guy has gone from Sanford MMA with Henry Hooft to Trevor Whitman, who I've got to say again, Trevor Whitman goes 2-0 on the night. Spectacular finishes. I mean, this guy has three... This guy works with three fighters, okay? Kamaru Usman, Rose Nama Yunus, and Justin Gaethje, and that's it. So you're talking about a man who spends 60 hours a week focused on three matchups. And, and, you know, Justin Gaethje really doesn't even have one right now, you know? So it was Rose and Kamaru coming out here tonight. He needed – how do we beat Wiley Zhang? How do we beat Jorge Masvidal? He laid it out. His fighters go out there and execute it to absolute perfection. I mean, listen, Usman spent the whole fight setting up that shot. You know, he got a little erratic. He was swinging wildly, which, you know, I think, honestly, probably had some people worried, right? Usman's coming out here. It wasn't that poised Usman we saw that was very uh, conservative and, you know, kind of pumped the jab and went out there and cruised to a decision win in the first fight. This dude was out for blood, Set it from day one, Set it from the jump. I will go in here and finish this guy this time. That dude lives up to every bit of what he said. And there, there is only, there's only one man right now. There's only one, there's only one man who's made it close with Kamaro Usman. And that's Colby chaos, Covington, love him or hate him. We're getting that fight and it's going to be one of the best fights of all time. And I'll guarantee that wonder boy, probably going to need to wait in the queue and and potentially fight the winner. Uh, you know, if it's not an incredible fight that goes whichever way, right? Because we, we might even have to have that one run back a third time, depending on how it plays out. Um, Kamaro Usman, though, I, I, I've been singing the guys' praises for years now, trying to tell people this dude is the realest deal in the game, next to my boy Habib, who's no longer in the game. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm all aboard the Kamaru Usman train. I've been, I've been leading the way I've been holding the banner. I've been leading the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the head man out in front of the the army behind him. Because at this point you can listen, I understand if you don't like the guy's personality, I understand if you don't, uh, like his fighting style at the same time, how could you not? The dude just knocked out Jorge Masvidal in spectacular fashion. Uh, at this point, I don't know how you can detract from Kamaru Usman. If he's not the greatest 170 pounder in the world, there's of all time, there's definitely no argument. He's sitting at number two and not much is left out there to accomplish to, to call him the best out. What do you think of this one before we take a look ahead here? Yeah, man, like
1: just, yeah, like uh, just, uh, it was just unbelievable. And, and, um, and I'm a Canadian, and I'm, a, I'm not even just a Canadian. I'm, I'm from Northern Ontario, which is, you know, George St. Pierre country. And, like, um, I, 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 that knockout puts him in a whole other stratosphere, a whole other, a, a whole other echelon. Go look through the extensive tape of uh, George St. Pierre, You'll never find a knockout like that. You'll right. never find a knockout like that. And uh, Kamaru Usman, man, uh, with that with that punch, and especially the guy, you know, he called his shot. And everybody loves Jorge, and you know, the the reputation that he just has, basically as a street fighter from the days of like uh, Kimbo Slice, you know, and all that, and like the guy's got reputation and Kamaru knew that and Kamaru isn't stupid he knows the fight game he picked this guy he wanted to knock him out and what like I just i didn't think that was going to happen you know what i mean like but this is one thing as the fight was going on i was like yeah he he might knock him out because Jorge was keeping his hands down he, he just has that weird i don't know what he was thinking he, it it's like he's almost too too tough for his own good where he thinks his chin is is stiffer than it actually oh, yeah. He, is. yeah, He did you not respect I mean?
0: the power of Usman whatsoever. And he paid dearly.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but a
0: guy who's never been knocked out uh, as far as Masvidal is concerned. Maybe I can't be knocked out. You know, I've been hit by some crazy stuff from the baddest dudes in the game and no one's ever put me out. Uh, I'll eat all these shots right on the chin and just keep coming forward. Right. Shh. Usman is just something else. He's another animal. Um, again, it was another one of those situations Al, where, this was just uh this was pure strategy. this was a footwork battle if Kamaru yeah. Usman could keep his lead left foot to the outside of Jorge Masvidal's and get past it he was going to have Masvidal right in range where he was going to hit him with that straight right down the pipe at absolute peak speed peak power he found his shot end of story um my god, it, it's it's uh, Al. What, what do you have to say before we take a look ahead here at UFC 262? Um,
1: there was just uh, uh one thing that I want to know when was the last time that we saw a pay per view with every fight in stoppage? Hasn't that <laughs> been that was like that 2008? Was... And you know, I talked about it and not to tune my own horn again, but I, I mean. I talked about it in our um, in our previous breakdown of this, where it was, I said that this is an intangible factor. The f- the fans create volatility, right? And it's uh, and we've seen it. Look at the first fight. You put that first fight in the Apex; it's probably a snooze fest. That f- I mean, the first fight on the card, the Carnel um, K- Kernur- Kernur- right? And uh, Ariani carnalosi versus Laliang. Yeah. Not nah, the end. Yeah, that was that was a banger. Put that fight in the apex. That's a snooze fest, and it yeah, was because of be the right. fan. Is because of the fans, and uh, I feel like it was. It just the whole night. It, it had that level. There was just that volatility. A
0: lot of, of pent up energy, man. A lot of uh, a lot of, and, and you know what? I think we saw. Like I was talking about. You know, I think in the crew fight, I think Kroot, um fell into that. You know, he did not go out there and fight a smart game plan. I I think we saw some guys going out there and trying to find the spectacular knockout. And most did, you know, like, and you're absolutely right, Al. You know, the energy, the fuel of the crowd. It was just on another level. Um, Thank, thank goodness we're back to to fans here. Hey, listen, folks, that's it. It's a wrap. Pandemic's over. Go ahead. let your oh, yeah. Hit up your local politicians. Let them know the masks are off. Dana White said it's over. We can show up to UFC events. Uh, no masks, no vaccines. It's all good, baby. Uh, let's get back to some fighting. It's over for your boy, Bleed. I'm going to put it like that. We're back to normal. UFC, I can go to a UFC fight. Uh, good enough for me, man. Uh, we're, 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 we're done with the whole thing. All right, back to normal life, everybody. UFC 261, we got it going. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Al, um, yeah, man. Uh, so so just, just to recap the whole card absolute phenomenal stuff i mean action pack, legendary card you know phenomenal betting night for me you know i go five for six on bets. patreon members we all cashed big celebrate woohoo popping bottles throwing money in the air you know all that good stuff uh and we look ahead man to ufc 262 al hit me with it what are you sizing up on this next
1: pay-per-view event um i think this is this is a really this is a really interesting one i really only have broken down like based on my like the way that i break down fights on the main event which is charles Oliveira and uh michael chandler Ooh, shit. And, and uh it's gonna be a fight I, it's gonna be a fight that i think charles Oliveira is gonna win and i feel like um i don't know i feel like the under is probably the best bet in this fight or fight goes the distance. No, if you look at both of these guys, so Chandler has gone 11 and five to the under since, uh, 2013. Oliveira has gone 14 and seven to the under since 2020, uh, since 2020, 2012. Uh, Charles Oliveira has won 13 of his 22 UFC fights inside the distance And Michael Chandler has won eight of his last 16 between the UFC and Bellator fights inside the distance. Someone's getting knocked out or someone's getting tapped out, and I think it's going to be Michael Chandler. And this is why, because Michael Chandler, this is a great betting opportunity for people who want to back Charles Oliveira because there's a lot of um, perception on Chandler and it's false perception because if Chandler were to fight the same type of fight that he fought against Hooker against Charles Oliveira it's not going to work because Charles Oliveira is never going to have his hands down because he's not afraid to get taken down cuz he is a third degree uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Oh yeah, he he'll, does, he'll be happy to go into guard. He does some of his best work from his back. And uh, Michael Chandler hasn't. I don't think he's ever fought in a guy like that. He's fought in a lot of guys that are not Charles Oliveira, and he's Damn lost. Right. And he's lost to them. Yeah, and he's gotten knocked out by them. And uh, you know, full disclosure: I am a giant Charles Oliveira fan, like a monstrous Charles Oliveira <laughs> fan. He's made me a lot of money. He's made me. A, but it, when I have this fight broken down analytically. I feel like the best value on this fight is the under. At uh, I I I think it's lined uh, f- like the fight goes the distance. No, is something ridiculous like minus two sixty, but I under three and a half rounds minus one twenty. I think that's a, a that's a very solid bet. Uh, I don't think that this fight is going to go. Uh, I don't think this fight's going to go more than like a round and a half, maybe maybe two rounds. Um, and, uh, I just, I just feel like if, if Chandler thinks that he's going to do the same thing with like that cocked right hand and like uh, Charles Oliveira said it, like if, if he, if he thinks that he's going to come in here and wrestle me and fake the wrestle fake the wrestling and hit me on my chin, he's not scared to get hit on his chin, especially when, when he, when he knows it's coming because he's, He's not going to be. He's not Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, as good as he is, he's not the greatest wrestler. He's not the greatest on his back. He's not a. I don't even think he is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. When you have that type of when you have that type of defense on the ground, you do not care about getting taken down, especially against a guy as rudimentary as far as wrestling goes as Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler isn't that much of a threat on the ground as far as submissions go so like if Chandler's going to try to fight his fight his best fight to his best path to victory has got to be on the stand-up and I Charles Oliveira has got pretty good stand-up and uh yeah man uh, what do you think what do you think about this one I don't think we've talked about this one yet
0: no we haven't and you know Al honestly man I'm seeing it pretty similar to you I think you know when we look at the last three losses, right? So Michael Chandler's lost five fights. The first two fights this guy ever lost were back-to-back split decisions. So fights where they were very close. It went the other way. All you know, one judge saw it for Michael Chandler, right? But, you know, in his last three fights, he's lost. Will Brooks finished him with punches in round four, right? Uh Brent Primus kicks he kicks him with a calf kick, similar to what we saw Jimmy Crew. He's folding the foot under, can't continue. First round TKO, and then uh, you know Patricio Pipple knocks him out one minute into their fight with punches. Um, you know, so what I'm getting at is, is we've never seen Michael Chandler submitted, right? But has Michael Chandler ever even been remotely close with someone as good with as the as, with as good of a jiu-jitsu game as Du Bronx? And the answer is not even close. I mean, the closest guy we have is Goiti Yamuchi, who let's keep it real, the dude ain't nowhere near. The level Do Bronx 2.0 is at right now. Um, so what I'm thinking is, is Michael Chandler, this dude ain't shooting a double on my man Do Bronx. This guy shoot on this guy one time and see if he doesn't snatch you up in the tightest guillotine and wraps those legs around your body and you're being attacked like uh, Jennifer Lopez 1996, the movie Anaconda. You know what I'm saying? You're getting wrapped up and you're getting ate up by my man Do Bronx. Um, so what I'm getting at is, is I see this fight playing out on the feet and it's playing out on the feet. My man, Michael Chandler is a midget compared to the length, uh, and the in and out ability and probably the speed of Bronx at this point, because, of, you know, he's the guy, with the most submission victories in UFC history. But what have we seen from this guy in his most recent fights? His standup is ridiculous. He's hitting guys with crazy shots, long shots. I mean, th- th- really the only knock I have on Charles Oliveira. And-, and the thing is, this is stuff from years ago. We're talking at featherweight. We're talking 2014. I feel like we saw the guy quit a few times earlier in his career. But again, I'm talking about Jubron's 2.0. We're talking about a yeah. different guy at this point. Where do we stand as far as odds in this fight, Al? Do you have a money line for where these guys are sitting right now?
1: Yeah, it's a complete steal. Charles Oliveira is sitting right now at minus one fifteen and Michael Chandler is at plus one fifteen. It's a complete steal. This these lines are completely off. Charles Oliveira should be the way I would line this fight is like one minus one seventy-five Charles not even, man. Minus two hundred Charles Oliveira. Like really, yeah, like it's this is perception, this line right here that we're seeing right now. And I feel like it was plus 135. And so a lot of money has come in now on Chandler. Yeah. So the line opened at plus 145 on Chandler, now all the way down to plus 115. That's all perception, man. What? What is there? What is there there? He's, he's, isn't he like 36 years old? Right. Yep, 36 year old, lightweight, small, and, lightweight. And, the ground game, the ground game, like this is not talked about very much, but the the difference in their their height, the difference in their reach plays a huge deal in the ground as well. And I think this this all comes down to Charles Oliveira is going to like a like Fabricio Verdum style is just going to be you know I don't care if you take me down, pull like I wouldn't be surprised if. I wouldn't be surprised if Charles, Charles Oliveira wins this wins this fight with a guillotine, with just a straight-up classic guillotine, with Chandler getting pieced up, going in for a double leg. Desperation o- takedown. Oliveira catching him. Guillotine, that's a wrap. The new, and he's deserved it for so long, the new lightweight champion, and then line him up for the money fight against uh, uh, either Poirier or well, it'll be Poirier, either Poirier or McGregor, but it'll be Poirier. So, and then there you go. There's, there's the that's the wrap to this whole saga of the the last three years of the the lightweight division. And then Chandler can fight whoever. Chandler could fight. I don't know. Who cares? But
0: you know what? All, Al, I'm totally with you. Wrap it up. The predictions in. Charles Oliveira, I think, should win this fight. I think Charles Oliveira wins this fight. Uh, I think we're getting tremendous value. We're gonna be very interested to see if that money continues to come in on Michael Chandler. Uh, this this might be a uh, this might be the one. This might imagine we, we might go we might go big we might go big here on on my boy Charlie Olives. I, I
1: really got a feeling Charles Oliveira. I've already went pretty. He's gonna big. put
0: some work in here.
1: Yeah, I've already went pretty big on Charles Oliveira, and I'm. It's disappointing that I've seen now a lot of money come in because I got Charles Oliveira at like minus one thirty five, and now I see him at minus one fifteen. So yeah, yeah. Dude. And this you might crazy. we might be yeah. able to get him at plus money at Ooh, some point. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, then,
0: hey, listen, Al, I've been cashing for a couple of years now. Uh, plus money on Charles Oliveira. You know, I was the only guy. I swear, in the world who took Charles Oliveira against Tony Ferguson. No, me too. For a while now. So uh, I'm not going to stop now, man. I mean, Michael Chandler, one win in the UFC, knocks out Dan, Dan Hooker coming off of an absolute war with Dustin Poirier. You know, the guy landed one good shot in the fight. You know, really, it's not like it was just uh, complete and utter domination. If anything, Chandler was getting quite frustrated with the length and the reach that Dan Hooker and the movement, which Charles Oliveira is going to bring a very similar style on top of being the deadliest guy on the ground. It's in. The pick's in, man. It's it's Charles Oliveira for me. Al, what do you say? Should we
1: uh maybe talk about this co-main event a little bit? Hey, but just before we do, I was on – don't forget, and for all the viewers, because we had a show on another channel, and that was a nice December 12th evening. We were both on Charles Oliveira that evening very heavily. I was right these, on, right very on, very heavily. And well, it was, was only
0: me and you, dude. I swear. In the <laughs> MMA community, it was me and my man Al, and, and, and people people were saying that Tony Ferg was the lock. I'm like, yo, uh, I don't know about that. And we got Tony
1: Ferguson on the same card too,
0: right? Is that where you're going
1: with this? That's where I'm going with this. And then this is this brings us right into another transition to a another beautiful betting spot, my man. Benil Dariush against Tony Ferguson. This is another bet that I've already made. And uh, I bet uh, Dariush at like minus 145 thinking I, – I keep thinking that the money is going to come in on the other side, and it's not because the betting public is just not that smart. And Benil <laughs> Dariush is now a minus 135 favorite, and I bet him at uh, about minus 150. Ferguson is plus 130 – uh i don't know i i don't want to get overconfident here because i've done this before like i we um a a good one that i had was um uh casey kenny right and dominic cruz where i was just like lock it up that's a that's a wrap casey kenny easy money i was wrong right i don't want to get i don't want to get like ahead of myself here because benil darius has had he, you know, he's elite, elite, but he still had, he's almost his own worst enemy, right? Like he's had weight cut issues and he's all, he also like, he's one of those guys who he doesn't, he doesn't fight his game. He fights the entertaining game. He fights the stand up game, even though that's not his game, right? Like he, he gets into these wars with guys when he doesn't have to, just because he want. he's literally chasing money because of, you know uh, whatever the you know the just the 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 state of mma how a guy needs to go out there and get a bonus to you know to to make ends meet basically in his own mind and to get what they think is their value they have to go out there and chase a bonus and i feel like that's that's so benil dariush and he's he's gone out there he's tried to get those stoppage victories and uh I don't know man, I think he's really really good and I think he's going to beat up Tony Ferguson similar to the way that Charles Oliveira beat him up and I think that this is a very very good betting spot and uh I'm just I'm not as confident, you sure. know? Like yeah, I have a and little I'm, bit of and I'm not either man.
0: I I think that's a very tough fight like, you know, uh, first off, we just got to we just got to say to ourselves I mean, Tony's back is against the wall. I mean, this guy, if he loses this fight to Benil Dariush, we're looking at another Tyron Woodley situation who, you know, yesterday we found out officially Tyron Woodley's done, which, you know, who didn't see that coming, right? I didn't even need anybody to let me know. I had already made the executive decision for Dana White myself. You know what I mean? (laughs) But, um, you know, damn, man. It's like I I do feel like we're going to need to see throwback Tony, but we're talking about Tony Ferguson. A 37 year old lightweight, and yeah. I talk about it all the time, man. These lower weight classes, you know, lightweight, really even up to welterweight, you know, these guys when they hit that 35 range, they just don't seem to have it anymore. And the timeline is accurate, you know what I mean? Like, look at what what Robbie Lawler, Tyron Woodley, Tony Ferguson. These guys hit 35, and they're just not that same dude. Now, are they fighting? ultra high level competition, the best fighters in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I just don't know, man. Uh, you know, we know Benil Dariush has his faults. We've seen him get tested, you know, um, at the same time, man, tremendous win streak. And the guy is very skilled, but you are right. I think Benil sometimes does. He's almost his own worst enemy. You know, he's yeah. willing to go out there, eat shots to land shots yeah. and it's worked out thus far, but you know, Tony Ferguson, man, if he gets those those elbows going, you know, if he sharpens up those elbows, uh, it could be interesting. But man, I got to be honest, Tony Ferguson appears to be a shell of his former self. And I don't know if we ever see that same guy, but I'm not quite as confident as you. However, at this point, I do got to say I probably do lean Neil Dariush, but I could see this fight playing out very closely.
1: Yeah, like, If the money keeps coming in on Tony like I was kind of I was I was kind of like I'm not that you know, I'm not that uh, I'm not that bullish on Darius at minus 165. I'm pretty bullish on Darius if he ends up being at like minus 115 ish, you know what I mean? And I've already made the bet. But that's to me like based on market value on fight night. If you're like, uh, man. This I, could like, be another spot where you're talking about a guy that ends up plus money. I mean, where's what?
0: Still three weeks away? Four weeks away?
1: Yeah, and I, I'll say it right now: Tony Ferguson should not be uh, plus money against Benil Dariush. Period. And if if even if you think Tony Ferguson's going to win the fight, if Benil Dariush gets to plus money, you have to bet Benil Dariush because that's the way that you make money betting betting these betting this game. You, you don't you don't bet on who you. Who you think's gonna win? You bet on the market value and Benil Dariusha plus money. And I know we're kind of you know putting the putting the card in front of the horse here, but if he ends up getting, if if Tony takes that steam, and Dariusha ends up even getting to a pick 'em like that minus one fifteen range, you gotta you gotta take it, man. Dariusha's is a lot. Uh, I want to say he's a better fighter, but he's he's a lot more. He's got a lot more left in him right like the the ceiling is a lot higher for Darius as opposed to ferguson whereas if ferguson loses his fight as 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 good of a draw as he might be how do you get a draw on a guy who's lost three straight fights right
0: that's yeah that's what i mean man i'll tell you what though the tony ferguson fan base they are hardcore and uh they still feel like they need to come by my youtube channel and let me know tony would be (laughs) which i just got to tell people like i told him for years not a chance. Pier Smash. 50 45. If 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 Tony got out of there with a 50-45, that'd be a good Tony Ferguson performance. Uh my man Habib kills this dude all day, every day. Tiramisu motherfuckers. Uh, you know what? Al before we get out of here, there's one last fight I do want to touch on real quick, and it's one that I'm very, very confident. And it comes with a line of a very confident uh betting public. Uh my man Leon Edwards is gonna lay it on Nate Diaz. Okay. I've been, first off, let me just say something. Your boy don't get Nate Diaz fights wrong. I bet the guy, he goes out there and wins. I bet against the guy, he goes out there and he loses. Leon Edwards wins this fight. Too young, too good, too much better. The dude's just better everywhere. I don't know where Nate Diaz wins this fight. Maybe at some point, Leon Edwards in beating the shit out of Nate Diaz gases out. And then we see Nate Diaz just start to volume. Uh, But other than that, man, and I really don't see it. I think Leon Edwards goes out here and finishes Nate Diaz, another guy who career-wise has been incredibly tough to finish. And I just think it's too much. I don't think this is a good fight for Nate Diaz. I'll say this. Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards. He'll steal his spot. If you can beat Leon Edwards – you're right up there. You're the best. You're one of the best in the business. I don't think Nate Diaz is at that point anymore. I think Leon Edwards absolutely destroys this guy, gets a huge name win, big payday, and is uh gonna be right there to um gonna uh, Leon. It's like Leon Edwards, Wonder Boy, Colby Covington, man. Uh, Usman's got some work in front of him, and we ain't even got to my boy Hamza Chimaev. Who's gonna be making that comeback, uh, Alf? What do you what do you think of this fight, dude?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think this is I think what this fight is. I um, we'll probably get some good value on the over here because whenever you have a heavy favorite against an underdog in a fight like this, you're going to see the market expecting that uh, it's a quick fight, and I don't think this will be a quick fight. This will be similar to uh, you know this will be similar to. Um, Diaz all Sure, where we'll go into the later rounds of. I think Edwards is just going to pick him apart. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100. I I probably will bet. This is an interesting one because it, you can you can make a case to betting Edwards inside the distance as well as the over because I don't see this fight going the distance. I see Edwards winning this fight, but I don't see him just you know. One hitter quitting Nate Diaz, right? right? Like, uh, I don't see him turning uh, Diaz's chin like Masvidal or like Usman did to Masvidal. but uh, who knows, man? <laughs> that would be a wild thing to see. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Leon Edwards. And one thing, uh, one thing, just a tidbit that we got from the UFC 261 post fight press conference: our man nate diaz's brother nick diaz is apparently looking for a fight in the ufc and dana white is apparently entertaining this uh notion and uh, uh somebody asked him if uh hamzat chemayev was out of the question and dana white said no as far as uh opponent for nick diaz yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: that is not the comeback you want nick diaz let me let me t- covet or
1: not that ain't the one that ain't the fight the, one, bro. The, the fight to make is jorge masvidal right how huge would that be damn that's that's the fight to make
0: yeah uh nick diaz versus jorge masvidal that's a banger yeah let's book that 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 i like that makes yeah. way more
1: sense yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. It's signed. Dana, ten percent, twenty percent. There you go. Al, Al Mac
0: just signed the deal. Ten percent, both fighters. Done deal. Uh, <laughs> what is there left to do? I don't know. Al, should we wrap this one up, yeah. man? That's kind of a, a look into our next uh, our next pay per view. Uh, should we uh, wrap this up and uh, head head home here?
1: Yeah, let's head her home. One last thing. To, uh, next Saturday. A guy that a lot of people don't know about, Yuri Petraska, former Ryzen light heavyweight champion. He fights Dominic Reyes in a pretty big fight next Saturday. We'll be here next Saturday breaking that down after that's all done. I think Petraska is going to destroy this guy. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a good spot. I like the the line right now where it is at – sorry, right at – -130 like i yeah Ooh. Yuri, Yuri Prochaska is wow. a, is a, is a monster and i'm not taking anything like away from Dominic Reyes but Reyes i feel like Jan Blahovitz kind of took his soul and Yuri Prochaska all day in this fight and uh you know um what is it it's UFC UFC Vegas 25 right and yep. that's that's it's it's a good card man we got uh Cub Swanson Sean Strickland, we got a Ion on Kutabala. There's a bunch of good fights on this card, man. So, uh, Cody Stamen and Marab. Uh, oh, sleeper. Yeah, so, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, well, next Saturday, right? So, we'll be same back. Time, the same time, same, appro-
0: well, approximately same time, but definitely the same place. All right, y'all. He's Al Mack. I'm bleed. That is the results. Of the recap UFC 261. Phenomenal betting night for both of us. Sign up for the Patreon, sign up for Twitter, sign up for Instagram, follow us on every social media, DM us, tell us what you think, let's keep it riding, let's keep it rocking, let's keep snapping necks, cashing checks, making money, cashing tickets, winning bets, mooning investments, Uh, that's just how we do it around here. Is Is there anything I forgot to tell people what we should do, Al?
1: No, just follow us both on Twitter because we're both we're both on fire right now. At, at MMA. Yeah. So let's All go. right.
0: Put some respect on your boy Al Mac's name. Put some respect on your boy Bleed's name. We'll catch you same time next week. We're out of here.